go. Uh, so today, what we're going to do is something different. Uh, we want to make sure we have mics for everybody, Keon, and make sure mine is good. Uh, we are going to have what we call pure talk. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. Pure talk. Um, what, what we're going to do is not just going to be me talking for the next 30 or so minutes, but we're going to have a conversation, conversation uh, on the subject of purity. I believe I've preached enough content this month for you to grab something. Uh, and if not, I believe something of, of great value is going to come through uh, this conversation. Uh, so I won't be talking about myself today, but we have several people that will join me uh, at the table uh, so, we can, so we can discuss the matters of purity, all right? Uh, the first person I would like to welcome to join me, uh, she is our newly appointed church administrator, and we're excited to have her. Can we make some noise for Sister Deidre Howard? The next person who is going to join us here, uh, she is a graduate student at the University of Southern California. Fight on. Can we make some noise for Sister Tierra Martin? Amen. Thank you, Brother Keon. He's doing his job. He own it. He own it. He own it. Amen. Uh, the last individual who will join us, he is our very own musical director. Let's make some noise for Minister Rodney Howard. I think he paid them to do that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> amen. Amen. Everybody good? Yeah, come on. Uh, we are so honored to be a part. Everybody got mics? Everybody good? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, what, we are, what we are endeavoring to do today is to have a, a godly conversation uh, on what we, have been, what we have been talking about all month, and that is purity. Now, let me ask you this question. For those of you who have been a part of, of the series uh, throughout this time, have you been blessed by this teaching, this preaching? Yeah. Made sense? Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, today, we, have, we do have a text to focus on. I'm just thinking, oh, man, it's the wrong day to come to church. They up here trying to do a talk show. Glory to God. <laughs> but uh, but we, we are going to the word of the Lord. Let's look at the, the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. When you get to Philippians chapter 4, go to verse 8. I'm reading out of the ESV just for clear understanding. And reads as follow. You may be able to grab it on the screens as well. Finally, brethren. You know, I, 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 like, I learned, you know, you memorize scriptures in the King James. So it's like, finally, brethren. They don't even say brethren. It says brothers. <laughs> finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, or dwell on, consider these things. And so this is, this is our, our, the passage we're going to rally around. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Philippi. Uh, this is a very uh, giving church. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You, you, you set 
designer today. You the manager. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. God bless you, Brother King. Amen. Okay, praise the Lord. <clears throat> so, of course, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church at Philippi, which is a very generous church. They're a very loving church. However, they're a church that does have to deal with a lot of the culture. They have to deal with a lot of the culture, much like the church of Ephesus. Uh, they had to deal with a lot of external issues going on. They're trying to live godly. They're trying to do right, but they got all type of ratchet stuff around them. Sound familiar? Anybody? Anybody? You know? <laughs> like, I love God, and I'm saved, but my timeline, though, <laughs> it still needs deliverance. Um, so there are several questions I want to ask these beautiful men and women. I'm not going to talk the whole time. Uh, if you want to join in this conversation and you want to give us a question, uh, a number is going to pop up on the screen in a moment, and you can text your question to this number. Now, this is an encrypted number, so when you text this number, nobody's going to know it's you. All right? It's going to, it's going to come to me. They're going to send it to me, and it will come as a coded number. I want just so we have accountability here. See codes? It's codes. Okay, it's codes. It's codes. Okay. All right. So there are codes here. So uh, we don't know it's you, okay? Don't worry about it. Send, send these questions. Now, if there are questions that, that's more like a pastoral counseling session questions, <laughs> you will get a text back that says, call Bishop. <laughs> no, no. No, seriously, though, send your, send, your text, uh, send your questions in, and we will love to ask, answer those questions as best to our ability here. But we're going to start with several questions that I'd like to ask these men and women. Number one, uh, as believers in this present culture, what would you say is your biggest challenge as it relates to purity? Uh, as a believer in this present culture, what would you say is your biggest challenge as it relates to purity? Who wants to go first? You want to cast lots or? <laughs> go ahead, minister. The lot fell to luck. Um, so I think, that I, I, I might echo everyone, but my biggest challenge is just the, the onslaught or the, the so vast resource of media, I guess. You know, there's so many, there's several different ways you can be, there's different things tempted, put in your face. Can almost not, not avoid it at times. It's, it's really hard to not avoid it. That's probably that's probably it. So me, media entertainment. Yes. What about you, Tiara? Uh, Minister Rodney touched on it, but I will have to say, as being a student, and I'm 25, um, and being that I'm still young and still experiencing life and learning from life, my biggest struggle has been peer pressure, um, and a lot of different outlets of peer pressure. So it's media. It's um, the world, and being that I am in college, and I've been in college for the majority of my life, um, it's also being how to stay consistent in seeking Christ when I feel like I'm the only one who's trying to live holy and trying to live righteous. When there's people around me, sorry, I'm getting used to this mic. Um, there's people around me where it's like, you know, they're side-eyeing me or like, I go about things differently, and they don't. And then it's often like a judgment or I'm being singled out. And so learning that it's okay to be singled out because at the end of the day, I'm seeking Christ. And if I'm seeking Christ, then I'm going to fulfill my purpose and I'm going to be on the right path. So my issues have been peer pressure, consistency, um, media, and not being of the world. Peer pressure, consistency, 
media not being of the world. Now, let's, let's the, the one, one I want to touch on, uh, consistency, consistency. So you're, you're, you're a, a uh, young black woman, amen, uh, got your head on straight, you're in the best school in the country, uh, <laughs> amen, <laughs> or oh, one of the best schools in the country. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I, I, would, I would assume there are a lot of things that we want to take your attention now. What, what are some things that, uh, are, what is your biggest area whereby you find you need more consistency? What do you need more consistency in? I would have to say, I'm going to hold my mic like Minister Rodney. Um, I would have to say the areas that I need consistency is, consistency is in, sorry, um, I'm always in the books. And so one thing that I've been trying to really make sure I hone in into is I need to be in this book before I get in a math book. I need to be in this book before I get into a social worker book. Wow. And so my thing and my struggle with consistency is not really getting into this book. Because if I'm in this book, everything else in all the other books is going to come natural. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stick to my mind. So it's being consistent in his word and being consistent in his presence. So that means I need to get up earlier before I go to class and get into this. This is what I need to do. And so that's one of my struggles in being young. And like Bishop was saying, is that consistency by dying to self every day and dying to what I think I should go about my day. So you wake up as a young person, I got to get to class, I got to get to class. Is it, I'm not saying, God, what should I be doing before I get to class? So that answers the question. That's good. That's good. So, so making sure that you are able to, you know, have everything that you need to do, but you prioritize God or you, or you give God the first first fruits of your day. I yes. like that. That's good. That's good. Sister Deidre, uh, as a believer in the present culture, what would you say is your biggest challenge as it relates to purity? Recently, it has been, believe it or not, social media, Instagram. I have fallen in love with Instagram. Mm. <laughs> and also television. <laughs> which isn't recent. I've always loved TV, and I've, yeah. I watch everything. But my biggest favorite show right now is Power. Oh. Mm. And is Ghost still in jail? Ghost got released, Bishop. He got, he got he out? Free. He free, Bishop. He free. Oh, they let him go. Lord. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, honey. He, go, he, he, at, he at home. Okay, he, he at home. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking on consistency, that has kept me from being consistent with God. Wow. So lately, and I, I have been praying, you know, to God, asking him, you know, God, I want to be more consistent in my time with you, not just um, a few minutes here and there. Just I wanted to spend quality time with God and realizing that Instagram was a challenge for me. You know, getting up early in the morning, like you said, and going straight to Instagram. Wow. Instead of going straight to the word of God, going straight to my devotional, going straight to, you know, praying. God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Instagram had become my God, so to speak. And so 
now, it, it's better. You know, I'm not saying that I'm totally free from Instagram, but my relationship with God is, is so much better now. My quality time with him is so much better. Now, let me ask you this. If, 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 you're, if you're not afraid, if you're, if you're not, uh, I mean, if it's not a, uh, a taboo issue, uh, how old are you? 50. Don't hurt yourself. Because, see, that's a new type of 50, right? But I ask you that, I ask you that because many times, culture, we try to make social media and we try to make the phones and the devices a kid thing. Them kids and them phones. But you got grandkids. Yes, sir. And a phone. Yes, sir. So, so we need to, so please, please, parents, please don't, don't, you know, don't be brand new, okay? Let's just, let's just keep it real. Let's just make sure that, that, okay. All right, so that, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, now, let's, let's, let's flip the script for a minute. Now, share, share a recent victory uh, as it relates to pure living, and I want to, let's contextualize this. You're a newlywed. You just got married. Okay. Is she even here? Like, she, I mean, she okay, okay, all right. Uh-oh. All right, anyway, we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Uh, so, y'all just, you just got married. You're newlywed. You're single. You're living. Okay, and you've been married. You've been married. Yes, sir. You're very married. Okay, so, so we, got, we got a couple of you that's married, one that's not married. Now, Give us a, a recent victory as it relates to pure living. It does have to do with, uh, with, with you know, the flesh and things of that nature. And I was proud of myself, so I'll, I'll keep it as concise as I possibly can. I work, at, uh, I work in Cerritos, like outskirts of Orange County. And a lot of the people that are in that area are, um, you know, quite affluent. And they use their affluence to uh, enhance their physical stature. And so, um, at times... They get work done? They, they get some work okay. done. Okay. Right. They're getting work done. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, this was yesterday. I was in, I was in, I was at work, and there was a, a, comer, a customer who came in, and she was, you know, obviously worked on. And uh, <laughs> she came in with her husband, who wasn't as worked on. And... Uh, <laughs> I was thinking with my, I was sitting with my, uh, another coworker friend who's, by the way, let me preface it by saying everyone at my job knows that I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm affluent about that. And so uh, he was telling me, man, look at this, you know, look at her, you know. And he kind of was wondering why I didn't kind of fall in line with him like you would normally do. Like, oh, look at her, you know, this and that, you know, your boys, you with your friends and stuff. But I told him, I thought it was an opportunity for me to express, express to him my, my standard of living. And so I just basically said, you know, well, I mean, mine is real at home. I mean, you know. And so I, uh, <laughs> I count that as a victory because I don't really have, the Bible says, Job says, you know, I, I, I um, what do you say? Made I made a covenant with mine eyes that I don't look lustfully at a woman. And I can't say that that's always been my covenant. But since I've met this wonderful woman that I'm in marital bliss with, I haven't had an eye for it at all. And it's, it's now a witnessing tool for me in this environment where it's not easily unnoticeable, where it's just kind of all around. So I, that was a big victory for me. I was surprised at myself, to be honest. 
Like, okay, Jesus, I conquered. I mean, I want to deal with that, though, before, before we move forward, because um, would you say it was, it was just you being married to Karima that, that has changed that? I wouldn't know. I, I, the answer is no. Okay. And the thing about it is, when I, before, it, it does have a lot to do with her, and that's, that's a good hedge. It's a good standard. She's a help. Yes. Mm. And so I figure that it was more so before her, even before I met her, that I, I decided that this was my weakest place of purity in my life. And it got to be where it was just so, uh, you know, like an epidemic in my life, and I needed to conquer it heavily. And when I sought the Lord and got on my face, and I really, uh, to be honest, I turned off things like social media and stuff like that, and, and it got to be where I wasn't doing anything with my time, and so that idle time became a problem. But long story short, I really just learned how to enjoy reading God's Word and talking to Him and discovering that He really has a lot to say, mm -hmm. and that helped me to develop mm -hmm. an eye for Him, and all of that, I'll say that lustful part of me that I'm not ashamed to say that I'm delivered from, that lustful part of me was... All, all that energy was turned towards really digging into God's word. And it's helped me now that I can see the fruits of it with my marriage, with my, you know, and my career endeavors, where I have to go and what I have to do. No one can see that I'm, you know, eyeballing anybody. So it definitely has to do with before I met her. But she's a great help. She holds that, you know, holds me to that standard. I appreciate that. And I want to say that because I know a lot of times in the church of God, we can, you know, we can skew the Bible and, you know, We'll, 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 you know, you got two hot young kids. Uh, well, y'all better go on and get married because it's better to marry than to burn. And the reality is, is that if you got two lustful people, a, a marriage is not going to cure their lust. Yeah, yeah. Um, 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 the, the marriage is simply going to drive their lust into other realms. It, 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 it will... In essence, watch this. Uh, a marriage is just like money. Marriage is just like money in, in regard to how if you're a jerk, you'll just be a bigger jerk if you got more money. If you got less money, you're, you're a bigger jerk. You know, if you're kind of even killed, then you're just, you know, a jerk. If you're generous, when you have less money, you'll be as generous as you can be. And when you have more money, you will be lavishly generous. Marriage is the same thing. The only thing that marriage is going to do is amplify who you already are. Never, never try to get married to fix yourself. I, you know, I, I, I need you to make me whole. Please believe. You're just going to be more broken. You're just going to be broken with more responsibility. So I, I, that's why I wanted to kind of push at you a little bit to where it, it, wasn't, it wasn't Karima that fixed you, but it, it was your commitment to seek God. And even through your commitment to seek him, he, he answered your prayers and, and he even blessed you with, with a wife yeah, that, that yeah. would help affirm that to where, you know, it wouldn't be an issue any longer. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly. good. That's good. Exactly. That's good. What, what about you, sister single and, and saved? Um, <laughs> What's, what's a recent victory uh, uh, that you have in pure, pure living? A recent victory of mine would have to be not compromising my morals and my beliefs. Um, I am single. Um, I would have to say a big thing 
what that's also challenging is being single and saving yourself until marriage and dating. Um, wait, wait, hold on. I just want to. <laughs> so, 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 so you're saving yourself. Yes. Like in in the sense of virginity. Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Don't just blow by that. I mean, you got to, you know. I mean, I say man. I mean, you know, we got to listen. We live in a day and age where I mean, you know, you know, like how are you fourteen? Yeah, but my first dude, like what? Amen, amen. So, so as you have held up a standard of, of pure, not just virginity, but purity. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I just had to. Amen. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm happy about that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, and so being, like I said earlier, I'm 25, and being that the standard that I have as myself, for myself as a woman, um, and the standard that my family has also helped me to, that can be, it can be hard. And so my recent victory is being able to know to not to compromise my morals and values. And if so, a man is pursuing me and he's not in alignment with my morals and values, and if he is not seeking Christ to get to me, then I do not. You don't need my time. Um, seeking Christ to get to you. Yes, I, I, yes, I like yes. that. I like that. So it, I will have to say my recent victory was um, being able to be okay with walking away recently from a man who did not deserve my time. And that's just me, that's just me being transparent. That's just, now, that's just being transparent. Let's, let's, let's unpack that just for a second. Um, what does it mean, uh, what does it mean when you say to seek God for me? Okay, so that's a lot, that's a lot. I'm gonna try to like keep it down because I like to talk. But seeking God to get to me, so that means I know the person, I know the man that God has for me, he's even going to pray to God, like, should I hold her hand? What are our conversations based on? What, how is this, is this my helpmate? And if so, how, how is this my helpmate? Um, and like I said, even, even down to every single conversation needs to first be ran through by God. So that means you got to talk to God like, hey, should we talk about this? Should we not talk about this? And also that man should be seeking somebody else who is above them, which is should be a man who is married, to also gain some insight and some guidance and some accountability. And I've learned also if a man is not willing to have an outside person or outside relationship or some people who are married, like the Howards, um, to be able to assist and hold you accountable, then he's not really, he's not really the person. So you got to dip. Um, you got to dip. You got to dip. Okay. Um, to answer, I think that. that Amen. Well, Amen. Well, that's good. That's good. So, so young ladies, remember that if he not looking for. <laughs> and it's not, it's not easy. Amen. I want to say that Amen. it's not easy. It's my, very real at Heavenly Vision. Amen. Not, Heavenly to, Heavenly not, Vision. To, not Amen. to cut you off. Only Vision, Heavenly Vision. But just to be transparent, it's not, it's not easy. I'm 25. It's taken a lot of trials and errors. It's taken me having to be honest with self. And to be honest with self, and not only with self, but being able to go to somebody else to say, this is what I'm struggling with. These are the things that I desire, but I don't want to go about them the wrong way. And having that honest conversation with yourself, but also, like Bishop was saying today, surrendering the, the good parts, the bad parts, the lonely parts, the dark parts um, to get to there. So it wasn't easy. It hasn't been easy, but I'm pressing through. Amen. Amen. Let, let's just insert this. Insert this. If you want to get to your destiny, you got to deal with your darkness. If, if, you, if you want, 
If you want to get to your destiny, you got to deal with your dark places. Because we all got them. We all got them. Some are darker than others. Some are deeper than others. But you got them. And so you got to deal with them. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Tierra. What about you, Deidre? Uh, share, share a recent victory of pure living. Going back to um, um, Instagram and <laughs> TV. Amen. God has, has helped me. He has really helped me. Like I said, I'm not fully healed. Like, I don't watch TV at all. That is not what I'm saying. But I know that my desire for it isn't as strong as it was. Um, I can watch what I want to watch, but I make sure I put God first. I'm not watching TV or on Instagram, and then I go spend time with God. God is first. He's before my husband. And so that has recently, I'll say, within the last six months have taken place. So I know that now that my relationship is, is with him is first and foremost. And I've seen the difference. I don't have the desire or the hunger for it. You know, the things that I, I used to watch. And I'm not saying I watched a lot of ratchet TV or I'm not following <laughs> ratchet people on Instagram. It's just that I was putting that before God. Right. And now I put God before that. Amen. And, and that's, that's way more important to me than, you know, Instagram and power. I, amen. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And here's, here's something I, I heard, and, and I want to just lift this up. The, the weakening of your will. Because a lot of us can, can, we can sing here, Lord, I give you all of me, and I surrender, and I submit, and yes, yes, yes. But if your will is still strong, then once you leave out of the sacred environment and you enter back into the secular environment, the strong man is, is going to win. See, your, your spirit man is strong here, but your, your flesh out there is, is strong. And so, uh, I believe one of the things we can do outside of the, you know, of course, ultimately, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that will help us to be who we need to be. But I also believe that we need to make sure that we are doing what we need to do to weaken our will. In, in other words, put ourselves, like, so we're not, we not going there together. Like, I'll meet you. Well-lit place with a lot of people. No dark corners or alleys, you know what I mean? No, no movies with the big plush seats. Amen. Amen. You know, because ain't no divider and you just sit together. Bring a big coat. No, 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 no. You want, I'm serious. We, so, so, so we have to weaken our will. That, that's, that's good. That's good. We got some questions coming in. And so, all right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. How do I let God into my life completely? I'm scared to just, uh, I'm scared to just for the simple fact that I'm afraid I'll sin, and I don't want to disappoint him. So how, how do I let God in completely? And, and even also, how, how do I wrestle with uh, the fact that, uh, or the fear of sinning and disappointing God? I immediately had uh, a thought, and then I heard God unpacking it. I hope this helps uh, to whomever asked the, asked the question. Even in your question, I hear that you have a great love and respect for God. And I would say to that, if you care and love and respect him that much to where you don't want to hurt him and disappoint him, 
obviously you're in great company. Everyone in this room doesn't want to hurt God, doesn't want to disappoint him with our sin. But I think that, and, and Bishop, you helped me with this theologically, I think it's sound to say, you know, uh, not just that our days are full of trouble, you know, you're going to have to fight every day not to sin, but we're born in sin, we're shaped in iniquity. And our job is to, you know, renew our minds daily. But even to the specificity of your question, I would suggest that what makes the difference is you understanding and knowing that because you, under, you love him and respect him that much, even if you did, and this isn't a license, but even if one day temptation was too great or you missed the way of escape, the way of escape as the Bible says, that love and respect you have for him, if you dig deeper into him, into his word and understanding who he is, you'll, be, you'll discover more about this person, this, one, this man, this God, excuse me, that you reverence so much and how deep that love actually goes that you have an inclination of that you're trying not to disappoint, if that, if that makes any sense. Thank you very much. Anybody else, either one of you ladies want to touch on that? Just piggybacking off of Minister Rodney, exactly. Dig, get closer to him. As the closer you get to God, he'll take the taste out of your mouth to do certain things. He, he, will. he will. I'm a witness. Um, just the, back to the quality time. Spending quality time with God, sitting in silence, listening for his voice, feeling his presence. Those things... Just something you don't even want to do anymore to disappoint him. You don't want to disappoint. When you start really walking with God, he will check you. you you'll hear his voice. You'll hear his, the Holy Spirit yes, will speak yes, to you and say, don't do that. You know better than that. Why would you do that? You know, so back to just getting as close as you can to him, drawing nigh to him takes care of a lot of issues, a lot of sin issues, a lot of stuff in us that we don't want to do anymore, drawing closer to him resolves that. Amen. Amen. Uh, something we can, we can draw from the life of David, the Bible, you know, of course, David declares in the psalm, Lord, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And I think that's the best way to do it, uh, to, to lodge the word of God in, in yourself, to really meditate on it and live on it so that you can live out the word of God. But notice something. Um, the, the Bible says that that uh, at the time where the kings went to war, yes, yes. David stayed back, and that's when he saw Bathsheba bathing on the roof. Another thing, just a, just a word of wisdom, be where you're supposed to be. The, the, only, the only time that we're really scared is when we're not in position. Uh, uh, I pray in Jesus' name. My wife is not generally scared when she's in bed with me. Amen? Amen. Because Amen. I'm there. I'm protecting her. But, but if we're where we're not supposed to be, a lot of times there can be fear there. But then even notice what David does. The Bible says that, you know, Nathan, of course, he, he uh, confronts him on his issue. He goes to the backside of the wilderness, and this is where we get Psalm 51. Even in, in his waywardness, even in his waywardness, he, know how, he, he, knew, he knew how to... He was aware of what he needed to do to get back to the presence of God. So you may fall. You may make a mistake, but know the path back home. Know how to get back to the house. Know how to get back to his presence. Amen? 
Amen. 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 There, there's another, another one that, that came in. Uh, a comment, not necessarily so much of a question, but I, I think it's good because my wife and I, we practice this. Um, uh, taking the TV out of the bedroom. Taking the TV out I've of the bedroom. I've done that. Yeah. We've already done that. Hey, okay. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that. So I, uh, my wife and I, we don't have a television in our bedroom. Uh, but we were thinking about getting one, so I don't, don't, do I don't know if we should or don't, not. Don't do it, Reverend. <laughs> don't do it. But yeah, so that's, that's good. Uh, uh, you, you can have a TV in your bedroom. You can have a TV in your bedroom, all right? Nothing else but a TV and your Bible. Your Bible and a TV. Okay. <laughs> so uh, how important is a daily devotional? How important is a daily devotional? The preacher was about to come. It, it is dire. If you ever watch, uh, you watch, you remember seeing that movie, Lean on Me, Morgan Freeman. He said, uh, anybody y'all learn the school song, suffer dire consequences. It's dire. It is of the utmost importance. The thing about it is, we have to eat every day. We have to eat a meal. The Bible uh, doesn't say, you know, eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner. But practically, let's back up a bit. The Bible doesn't say that. But practically, we know just living life. We got to have at least three meals a day as prescribed by, you know, just the way we live. We're going to get hungry at least three times. And with just that merit alone, I've based my personal time with God on that. If I have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then my mother taught me when we were growing up, everything natural is something possibly symbolic of something spiritual. So if I, if I have to eat a breakfast meal, a lunch meal, a dinner meal, then perhaps my spirit should at least consider more than once a day seeking time with the bread of life. I don't want to feel as if I'm missing out on anything that he's speaking because, you know, you've heard this before. If you've been in church 10 minutes, God's always speaking. And the thing I've learned the most is if I pick up my Bible enough times, I'm going to hear what he wants me to do at that point of the day. When the beginning of the day comes, I have my morning devotion. Sometimes without my wife, sometimes we'll wake up, we'll pray together. But in that regard, it's my first meal of the day. Amen. Secondly, if in, at my job, as you guys have heard, it's really weird, but I have to take another moment because for me, and this is personally, that oh, breakfast 15. meal, I'm a, yeah, that breakfast meal is going to expire around noon, one o'clock. <laughs> Perhaps spiritually, I might need another meal. And I want to take that opportunity. Dinner the same. And by the time I get home, I have felt no lack of spiritual uh, hunger, if you will. Because I've given myself, and again, this is me personally. Take it, put it in your pocket, take it home. But if you can eat that many times, perhaps you should spend maybe just more than just the beginning of the day in, in preparation or just in devoted, devoted time to God. This is heavy. I got it. Th thank you, sir. That pray, or, or have, not just because it's like, Lord, bless my food, amen. Um, but have as much as you, as much time as you devote to eating or feeding your physical man, devote that same amount, if not more, time to feeding your spiritual man. Absolutely. I, we foodies. That's a good so. one. Come on, foodie. Listen, Come on. This is a good food. one. I, we got to speak to this. How do you ask God? to leave an abusive relationship that's hard for you to get out of 
if the person is so, is so mind-controlling mentally and physically. Because, see, it's in the church. See, y'all, we, we say amen, but it's all here. And I thank God that we are real enough church to deal with it. Okay, all right. Uh, I mean, I, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been in a relationship like that. Praise God. But direct, I would direct you to God. He's the only one that can release you from something like that, I would believe. Um, seek, seek professional help as well. Because that, that thing obviously will linger with you through your life. You just can't. It's hard enough to walk away from it. But then to be released from it fully to where you're a full, whole person after it. It's just like being molested. If you don't really fully let God heal you, you will, it'll, it'll chase you. It'll be in your marriage. You will carry it in your, it's baggage. Wow. So, and this is something that's dear to my heart. And even though I haven't been physically or mentally abused, well, actually I have been physically abused, but you have to unpack that thing. Like really walk with someone. Wow. God alone, not to say he's not enough, but you, you will need more. Um, you would need to walk with your sisters and brothers that have been through it. After it, it, it doesn't just go away. We, we, we think we good, but we're not really living full whole lives after it. Like I said, it, it'll be in your marriage. You've carried it in your marriage. You've carried it into um, just relationships with not just with men, but with women. You don't trust. You're afraid. You go. Wow. It's from one extreme to the other. You know, either you all the way, or now you don't know who you want to be with. <laughs> yeah. You go back and forth. It, it, so it's a lot. And that is really something dear to my heart, even though I said I didn't have nothing to say about it, but because I know the damage that it does. We're, we can be sitting right here, right here where the Spirit of God dwells, and we won't be fully whole. We'll still have still have issues. So it's very important to allow God to deliver you, but then lock with somebody that can walk with you through it. I, oh man, that, that's great. And, and, and just to give you, if, if you know, you're here, I mean, you are here because you're, you're texting. Um, we want to make sure that, that you catch some things. Number one, you want to make up your mind. Make up your mind what you're going to do. Make up your mind. The Bible says that, that an, a double-minded man, and that's just not for male, but a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. So you, you'll be here, you, you know, I, I'm through, I'm not through. I am, but I'm not. Make up your mind and then have somebody in your life that can hold you accountable to the decision you've made. Did you hear that? Have somebody in your life that can hold you accountable to the decision you've already made. And then outside of that, uh, have people that will roll for you. Have people that will ride for you. Amen. I, uh, honestly, we, we've had, even, 
brothers and sisters, we've had brothers and sisters, hey, Bishop, I need your help. I need to leave. Well, then we coming to get you. And it's not, and here's the thing, and I'm you know we're not trying to be no cowboys. We ain't trying to start no heavenly vision militia, you know, because because we got enough guns around here that we probably could. Amen, amen. We ain't tr- no shade. Amen. Uh, we're not trying to do none of that. We ain't trying to be you know. But here's the thing, here's the thing. You need to you need to have people that you can call on. Jesus told the disciples, go two and two. Don't go by yourself. So if, if it gets to that point, have, have some reinforcement. And it, again, it's not necessarily about physical stuff. But if you, got, if you got preachers and reverends and deacons and brothers and men and women who are coming just in the name of the Lord, uh, there is a grace that will go upon the going, that will come upon the going. Amen? Amen. So, so I, I, I think that's, yeah. Bishop, can I just speak to that as well, just a bit? Um, I actually have experienced that type of thing. Believe it or not, men do also experience abusive, controlling relationships. And I learned over the course of the time that it was occurring that I would somewhere, somehow, it would be cyclical. I would get, a de- I would get this determination in myself, I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. I'm getting out of this. And I would make a move. And then at the time where I've made the move, sometimes it would be something that would happen, and all of a sudden I decide, well, I guess it's not that bad. Uh, well, I can, if it was just like, if that's all it is, then it's okay. Or I would get far enough advanced where I've got everything and I'm ready to go, and I get out the door, and I'm making moves and I'm making strides, but then a day goes by, two days go by, and something, I look up and I'm like, where is all that courage I had? Where is all that fight that was in me? What happened to it? You can get to a place where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're focused on getting through this thing, getting out of this. And I'm not dealing with this no more. And by the grace of God, I'm coming out. And I'm leaving this, this horrible place, this horrible time in my life. is over right now. But then you somehow, over the course of the time you've made that choice, it can happen that you lose the, the strength and the drive to stay consistent with it. So what I would say is once you make those moves, don't lose the conviction behind what I would consider the law of first decision. Once you decide, once God gives you the grace to get up and go, when you got those brothers, those sisters, those men of God that are going with you, if you call us and we go with you, once that decision is made, do not lose the, the, the even the, I'll even say the sense of awe that you have in that decision Come at on. that point. That's good, bro. Because at the end of the day, your soul is at stake. God can't use us broken. We have to be whole. Just like Sister Deej said, we have to be whole. And if you make a move, you have help. And once you decide to make that move, I would just say, remember that moment when you made that choice and how, how freeing it made you feel in your spirit to stay with it. Amen. Because that's what I've had to do. And by the grace of God, I've, I've gotten far out of it. And I thank God for, my, for, 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 for where I am in it. And so that, that's, that's the best thing that I could say to you. Absolutely. This is, this is we, we, we're, we're almost done. But man, we, we might have to, 
after, after we dismiss, we might have to record some of these. Uh, we'll have to, you know, activate the media team to record some of these because a lot of questions are coming in. Uh, but this is, this is pure talk uh, in the house. Just like God delivered me from my marijuana addiction, I want to be delivered from masturbation and pornography. What should I do? What should I do? Uh, since you, I mean, okay, y'all go, okay, all right, thank, be quiet. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, you got it, Bishop, you got it. <laughs> you got it. All right, let me deal with my masturbation and pornography problem then. Okay, come on. I am unashamed. I am, I am delivered from pornography and Amen. masturbation. Because here's the deal. We... I, and I thank God for this is awesome because we can be we can be uh, uh, let's let's put it all out here you know and I mean with 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 regard to deliverance and and holy help you know and so my issue was again like I said before when terms of purity came about I had too much access and believe it or not there are tools out here while we have all these ungodly resources and we got we got power in Instagram. There are tools out here that we can even download on our cell phones. I believe it's called uh, uh, Eye Covenant or something. Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes. And you get someone, this is just the practical part, you get someone to get that app, share with you, your IP address is linked to that accountability partner's cell phone or mobile device. And every website you visit, they know about it. Even if... You have, see, Google Chrome, we get slick with it if we really don't care. And we really, Google Chrome has something called incognito. Safari has something called private, where it doesn't save cookies. It doesn't say, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, and cookies are enabled. It doesn't save history and all that stuff. So you can search, but then you can delete that page and nobody knows what you just did. But this website, this, this wonderful app, and I, it is, I believe it's a Christian yes. app as well. It encrypts your IP address so that every website you go to, whether it's private, incognito, or otherwise, is known about so that you have accountability. And it's not even to shame whomever the person is as much as it is to help them, once again, make that decision to stick with it. For me, I needed that. I remember at a time where I had all his access. I had to downgrade my cell phone so I didn't have internet access. I would I unplug my television set and cut the the ex, the electricity cord. I took out my computer and threw it away. I didn't have internet at home. And again, these are things that work for me. But I wanted to know God purely. And I did not have any fear about what I was going to miss. Here's something else I learned. I hate to take off all the time. But uh it develops to be, because if you're, if you're married or if you're single, those type of things develop a sense of variety. Because who your spouse may be or is may not appeal to, there's a part of the brain, I believe it's on the left side, that it interacts, and I'm trying to be PG, rated G, that, that reacts to... Yeah, because we didn't put any disclaimers out before we did. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it reacts to those, those heightened moments. And when those things are in regularity, those are the only type of moments or sites that will react in your brain to allow you to enjoy when it's time, like with your husband or with your wife. And if those things go unchecked, 
now you have marital issues where you have to go and talk about why this is happening and I'm not doing this or why he doesn't, why she doesn't do this, why she doesn't do that. Because you never, no shame, but you never checked that part out of your life. Stopping doing it isn't being delivered from it. Wait a minute. Just because you don't do it doesn't mean you're not delivered from it. Bishop talked about this before. Some of us are pure by default, and I love it. I love it. I love it. If you don't have access, that doesn't make you pure. That just means you don't have an opportunity. But if I take away the opportunity, all I'm doing is waiting for another opportunity. I can go to an internet cafe. I can go to my boy's phone. I can watch this tablet right here at my friend's house. It doesn't take away the deliverance that needs to take place. So the same way you were delivered from marijuana or alcoholism or that abusive relationship, commit the same decisive conviction to do away with it at all costs because the purity of your loins are at stake. Your marital bliss is at stake. I'm a witness. Your Your livelihood can even be at stake. There are people that can lose their jobs over this. You can lose your relationships with friends over this because at the end of the day, you are unusable to a level that God needs you to be at your highest, your highest potential because you can't minister to people, not to say you're on this stage, but you can't minister to that person out on the street or at your job or at your school campus right, right. because now you're thinking about them in a way that you should not be. Anytime you give yourself an opportunity, you're going to take it mentally. I took it off my phone. I took it out of my house. But I'm still walking down the street every day. I live downtown Long Beach at this time in my life. And it was rampant. So you have to check it practically and spiritually. Just because you do drastic things to get it out of your life doesn't reflect in, oh, I'm delivered now because I can't do it. You need to ensure that you've committed that thing, lay it on the altar as an act of worship. God, this is my issue. This is my problem. When you're talking to the Lord, he hears every single thing you say. So no matter what you have to give to him, there is no shame right here on this altar. There is no shame right here on this altar. If we can bring, if we can bring uh, empty alcohol or full alcohol bottles, full 40 ounces right here, if we can bring packs of cigarettes, if we can bring condoms and we're single, we can bring our words we can write it out. I'm, I have an issue with this website and this story, this movie, this magazine. And lay it on the altar as a sacrifice. So, I mean, these are all things I had to do. And it has blessed me tremendously. And I thank God for my deliverance. And it's a daily walk. Just because you feel it one time doesn't take away the renewing of your mind daily. Please. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I just to say something. Please. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. You're preaching good, though. This is not just limited to males. There's females that's addicted. You're going to flip the script on us. Go ahead. Go ahead. There is our young people sitting right here under the sound of our voices addicted to pornography. This is a serious issue. This is nothing for us to be playing with. The brave soul that texts the question bless your heart, because we have to deal with this, even though we don't know who who you are personally, but you're not the only one. And so um, our apostolic elder, Pastor Ronnie Goins, when he was here, 
and the past he spoke to the pastoral team and he told us that there was a spirit of pornography over this congregation so that means and i know bishop you going you're going to start dealing with this well and, yeah and, we've been you know under yeah i'm sorry no go ahead but this is something that we have to deal with because it's we don't look at it as it's a demonic spirit. We don't look at it. We think it's innocent. We think, oh, I have this urge. I could just satisfy myself or I'm looking at all this stuff on. Or women, we looking at it because we got problems in our marriage, so it helped us get in the mood. We, but not, and justifying it. I, I got a problem in my marriage. So I need this. Well, I'd rather do this than to smoke weed because we get you in the mood too. So it's come on, like come on, sis. We we justify this stuff, but not realizing <laughs> this stuff is demonic. And so now we're distracted. Like you said, Minister Rodney, we're we're distracted in our minds. We looking at our brothers and sisters in ways we we ain't got no business looking at you that way. But the devil is slick. He used stuff. He uses this stuff. And this has been a problem for generations and generations. And like you said, it's so accessible to our kids. We don't know what, you know, they got phones. And we think we blocking stuff on their phones. And we got these parental, you know, things on there preventing them from doing this stuff. And they slick. They know how to get past it. Because they... They, they know what they're doing. We don't even know how to work our phones, but they know how to work. They know how to get to stuff. Like I said, we think we're preventing it and, oh, I'm, I'm going to take your phone, leave your phone downstairs, or give me your phone at night. Listen, when we sleep snoring the roof off the house, they, come on. Our kids, they are very smart. But like I said, we need to really deal with this. Because I want to see whole, a whole heavenly vision. And people that come in with these issues that we're able to help them be delivered from it. Like, I was there, sister, brother. I went through the same thing, and this is how God delivered me. And this, is, this was my walk out of it. Amen. And we, you know, yes, and we, you know, we minister to people on, on an individual basis as they submit themselves. But it's far and in between of those who will at least be bold enough to come and say, hey, Bishop, can I talk to you? Uh, or, hey, brother minister or sister minister, can I talk to you? And so, uh, absolutely. Here's the thing. We're going to seek deliverance. And matter of fact, in August, every Tuesday in August, we're going to be here at the altar praying. We're going to have prayer, and, and toward the end of the month, we'll be doing prayer and deliverance. Uh, I, I know that's, you know, that's kind of apostolic or Pentecostal, but we're going to have deliverance service here at Heavenly Vision. Um, what, that's how I was baptized into ministry. And my wife and several others can attest to this. I was baptized in the ministry, casting out devils. And, uh, you know, then I had to start dealing with the devils at the boardroom table with me. And so, you know, it was, you know, I, I kind of reverted. But we're going to get back to dealing with the enemy and rebuking him and casting him out of the lives of God's people. But then here's what I also need, need you to understand. You can cast out a demon, but you cannot cast out dysfunction. So after we cast out the demons, we have to wrestle with the dysfunctions. We have to deal with the dysfunctions, and we're going we're gonna to deal with that. I got, we got one more question, 
And if y'all got time, we're going to record the rest of these, uh, you know, in, in our, uh, so we can put it up on social media. That'd be good, something good to watch, right? <laughs> Put it, put it on the ground. That's good, IG, dude. <laughs> Is it possible to still be pure with a boyfriend and living together, even if we go to church together, and have morning devotion and pray together at night? Let's let's deal with this. What here's what the, here's what the, now here, here's what here's what, it's un, what what we need to understand because many times pe- preachers who are not efficient at the Bible will use it as a blunt instrument. Okay, so, you know, we're not novice in the Scripture, so we're not just going to use the, we're just going to beat you on the head with the Scripture. Amen? Uh, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you cannot cohabitate with the opposite sex. That, that, there's not a Scripture that says it's a sin to shack. That's not in the Scripture. Okay? But here's what the Bible does say. The Bible says that we ought to eschew the appearance of evil. Not just the appearance of evil, but we must eschew the, uh, the positioning of ourselves to do evil. If you are, that's what the Bible says, come on, girl, you know the Bible too. The Bible says we ought make no way for the enemy, make no way for the devil. If you live with somebody you are sexually attracted to, there is a 70% chance I'm going to give my scale. I'm going to give my scale. (laughs) There's a 70% chance (laughs) that you will engage sexually with them on a regular basis. That scale is upticked dramatically according to the situation and scenarios you put yourself in. Okay, and so just just even keel, just good morning. Oh, yeah. You wake up with a seventy percent chance. That's and that's saying you're a believer. Because we we have to get you. You got to give the Holy Ghost at least thirty percent. There's at least thirty percent chance I'm gonna lead to the Holy Ghost, and I'm gonna get that scripture and be like, oh, amen, amen, praise the Lord. But here, here's, here's what we need to understand. I can't say it any other way. You have to, you have to give precedence to your relationship with the Holy One. You have to. You got to. Because if it's a matter of finances, live with a parent. Parent dead, live with a sibling. Sibling dead, test the strength of your Christian church. Because I, I, I thank God that Heavenly Vision, we're becoming that church. Yeah. Amen. Well, we, y'all, oh, you, you don't want me to live in sin? Well, let me live at your house. Because I know we got a lot of, we, we, we can preach a really good game until we got to actually produce on what we preach. Because every, everybody say it and everybody want to be a sister until somebody asks to come be with you and, and you got a husband in your house. And so, what we're going to commit ourselves to as a church is developing an environment whereby this is not the only recourse for our single brothers and sisters. 
Now, I, I will ask this question as well, though. Uh, don't, don't respond, because then everybody knows it's you to ask the question. Um, <laughs> what you need to consider is, if, if you all are on the path to marriage, if you're on the path to marriage, and I know a lot of people that say, you know what, I, well, we're going to be married, so it's good. We're we just preparing ourselves. Uh, I, I gave the illustration before. If that's fine, then let me wear your wedding dress before you get married in it. It's unheard of. It's asinine. Let me take a bite of your wedding cake before the wedding. You would want all your money back. You, you would sue somebody if somebody was walking down the street with your wedding dress on after you'd have paid all thousand dollars in it. So why are you letting them have you? You think more about a dress or a cake than your body? Oh, you can't see me. You don't see me. Don't see me in this dress. I didn't see you in everything else. I didn't see you out of that dress. I mean, you know, it don't really, I mean. But, so we don't become sensationalized. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Here it is. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Yes, keep having devotion together. Keep praying together. Keep, keep doing that. But I would encourage, I would encourage that, that living situation to change. Because you're attracted to them. If they're your boyfriend or your girlfriend, then you must be attracted to them. And if you're not, if you're not attracted to them, then why are you with them? And let me just insert that into the Christian church. I, I, I do not think it's God's will that we be in relationship with anybody we're not attracted to. God ain't never told somebody, you'll grow to love them. <laughs> They'll become attractive to you. No, 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 that ain't, that ain't the Lord. That's not the Lord. The Bible says when Adam seen Eve, he was like, whoa, man. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to close here. Uh, what is your biggest takeaway from this pure series? We'll start with you, and we'll, we'll go to you, Sister Deidre. My biggest takeaway is uh, when we were talking about pure religion and, you know, you grow up in a, uh, you know, contemporary gospel, uh, you know, approach, which is, oh, it's not about religion, it's about relationship. And, you know, that is, that is you know, a wonderful tagline. And it, I believe there's truth to it. Uh, uh, and not to say that there isn't, but there is, it is true. But in the terms of when we really broke down religion and what that looks like for purity's sake, I, I, I thoroughly had to check myself on whether or not I was, I was living out what it looked like to not just, you know, live pure from the things that I, you know, I know are impure, but in my life, and I apply, I try to have a lot of practical application so that I can apply what I've learned spiritually to my life from day to day, and that lesson probably was the most practical for me, and I appreciated that more than, more than, uh, I mean, obviously all of the lessons that we've done, but the Pure Religion series was, was wonderful, and I think the, the, the biggest part of it was just relating to people from a place of purity, and I think that's a, a challenge in itself. Yes, sir. Relating to people from a place of purity, and it kind of goes back to the struggles we've been discussing. Uh, it's hard for me to do that if I'm not relating to you from a pure place myself, Amen. and it's difficult from that regard, but I've had to check myself on countless occasions since we've been in this series on levels of purity, but definitely the pure religion side of it when it relates to the, the common union with people. Amen. That has been my pure religion again, so we remember that. Pure religion, 
uh, according to what James teaches us, pure religion that is holy and undefiled is, is that, that we, one, we watch our mouth, we control our tongue, right? Man, that's good. We, we got to control our tongue. We got to care for others, and we have to not be corrupted by the world. Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from this pure series? Um, my biggest takeaway would be that purity allows us to go through our present place to the right place. And in that, it allows me to have a clear vision um, and be in alignment with what God has for me and where he wants me to go with my life. And it's also like what Minister Rodney talk, talks about is like putting into practice all that I have learned. And so in doing that, like he touched on, like being pure in that. So it's when I leave out of here, am I really being pure and what does that look like? Um, as far as like the things that I say, the things that I surround myself in, the things, the people that I surround myself around, um, the things that I'm thinking that I'm not even consciously knowing that I'm thinking or processing through these things wow. and not just going in being, not being clouded anymore. Um, so that's how this series has helped me in my life. Amen. Um, I took away um, several things from the Peer series. Um, the first was um, remembering Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Wow. And the bishop talked about the prophetic sight. And I was like, I want to see that. I want to see miracles. I want to see signs and wonders. Hallelujah. I want to be able to see that in my time, my lifetime. Not just think that those things just happened in the first century church and not now. I want to be able to see those things now. So it is imperative for me to walk purely. It's, it's imperative. I have to apply this word to my life now. Um, also, the second thing was checking your motives, checking your why, <laughs> asking myself, why. why do I do what I do um, spiritually, um, even serving in ministry, why? Asking myself those questions that I don't want nobody to know I'm asking. Um, why do you serve Bishop and Lady K? Why do you want to be the church administrator? Is it pure? Are you doing it to be seen? Wow. Or do you, you really want to serve wholeheartedly? Because serving them, I'm serving God. It's about them, but it's about my relationship with God. Amen. I want to be Amen. in the will of the Lord. Um, so just asking myself, checking my, my motives and making sure that if my motives are pure, that I surrender. That I that I divinely surrender my 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 unpure thoughts. So those were the two main things um, that I took away. I want to see God in so many different ways. I want to see Him in my marriage. I want to see my children come back Hallelujah. to Him. I want to see my grandchildren grow up. I want to see my health restored, my husband's health restored, and. And see things in all of you. I want to see the miraculous. So it is so imperative. Hallelujah. There, there it, is. it is so imperative that not just me, but all of us walk in purity. And so this was a, a, an amazing series 
to me, I think this was probably one of the most, um, the one of the best series. Not the, I mean, we get, we get so much word, and we it's so rich, it's so much, and um, but for for some reason, this one just catapulted me to want to really apply, like sincerely try to apply the word of God to my life, and not just say, oh. We had this really great peer series, but then right. we're on to the next series, and I'm not really, you know, remembering the Word of God and what it told us to do and how to apply it. This really made me want to sincerely try to apply the Word of God Amen. in my life. I want to live a pure life. I really, really do. Amen. That's my heart's desire. Amen. Amen. Can we thank God for these individuals, these beautiful people of God? Before we pray, have you enjoyed this event? What, if, 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 we, if we set up a time like this uh, every time we had a series to kind of really unpack what we've been teaching for the month, would y'all, would y'all be down? Y'all wouldn't like not show up that Sunday, right? <laughs> Amen. Here, here's what I need to happen. I need you to continue this conversation among yourselves, even today after church and at your homes and in the week that is to come. I need you to continue this conversation. Amen. We want to live pure. We want to be the men and women that God has called us to be. And so I need you to help, help uh, continue this conversation. Uh, as, as time permits, the, the team and I, we're going to record the answers. Because, I mean, there were, we, I got no less than 25 questions. And I, w- I don't want you all to be here to the 4 o'clock answering them. So uh, oh, we're, they gave me the thumbs up. Okay, so we're going to record today. Uh, we're going to record and and. and, and, uh, and put this out on social media. We might break it up into different videos, but we will answer these questions. Every one of us here are available. You can get our phone numbers. We can talk. We can engage. Uh, We want to keep the conversation going, all right? Uh, All next month. We're not even getting to a new series next month. We we want to keep the conversation going, all right? We're going to be, it's just expanding upon what we've already preached about. No new content, all right? We're just going to be expanding upon it and building out so we can live right. Live pure. Lifting up the scripture again. Finally, brothers. Finally, sisters. Whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Here's the last thing I want to leave with you. Uh, we're, we're, our culture, even the church, and, and I'm trying to, I, I want us to build, build better. Even the church is so driven by negativity. You know, when we talk about the negative stuff, that's where we get the biggest amens. We talk about how tired and how hurt and all this kind of stuff people are. Amen, amen. But Paul gives them the secret of how to live pure. Set your mind on the good thing. Set your mind on what's true. Stop thinking about the lie. Set your mind on what's honorable. Stop thinking about the dishonorable stuff. Set your mind on justice. Set your mind on the things that are pure and lovely, commendable, the things that are excellent. If we just shift our mental position, I promise you, you will not struggle half as much with some of the things you struggle with. If you set your mind to what's good. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you that by your grace, by the empowerment of your Holy Spirit, we can live pure. Father, we pray now in the name of Jesus that you would sanctify this conversation. 
the things that we have shared here, Father God, I pray that it wouldn't just vain babbling, but that it was piercing to the hearts and the minds of your people. Father God, we pray for every person who was not able to get their question answered at this moment, Father God. I pray that you would give them comfort and solace. You know their question, Father God. And so I pray that you would allow through your Holy Spirit to begin to answer them, even in their spirit right now, even before they leave out of the sanctuary, Father God. Begin to give them divine settlement in their spirits. Give them an answer to their question. Father God, we pray right now that we would begin to live out the Scripture and that we will be the pure and holy people that you've called us to be. And so we declare it to be done, and it is so, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of this conversation. We pray that something was said to help you on your path of purity. Share your story with us by emailing amen at hbcla.com. Have an awesome week.